It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies. It is day eight at the Calgary International Film Festival, and we're just getting started. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, hey, hey. And Murray. Yo. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Sweet. Today is day one of all the horror podcast event. I know we've been talking Sif, but we need to, as we transition out of Sif, move into all the horror. Like barely halfway through Sif. It's Thursday. We're, we're like a little over halfway. We're more that. than halfway. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, that's four big days of movies. SifCalgary.ca. But also, all the horror 18 on Instagram and Twitter. And check out scaresthatcare.org, this fantastic um, charity that this event is supporting. So, yeah, let's, let's get some horror and let's get some charity stuff going. Oh, actually, one thing I found out this morning... If you donate to Scares That Care and you do this through all the horror, there is a free book potentially that you could win. So go check that out. Like the free stuff. Yeah, who doesn't love free books? The best. I don't know what you're doing over there. I'm just getting into the groove, man. Uh, all right. So, yesterday we watched some movies. We did. We watched Murray's Pick of the mo- Pick of the Festival. Was it your Pick of the Festival? I think it was. I think he was drooling uh, about weed. You were really looking you forward were to this really one. really looking forward to I it. I was most looking forward to it. There yeah. you go. Eat Wheaties. Uh, it was... Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what you're like. Give me the mic, you douchebag. Well, yeah. So, you want to talk about what the movie was? Or? Well, the movie was uh, about uh, this guy, a guy named Sid Straw, played by Tony Hale. Um, it was he's uh, he's a bit of a loser. Uh, Sid Straw life falls apart as he tries to convince everyone around him that he is friends with Elizabeth Banks. Uh, Sid Straw as a character completely carries this movie on its back. Uh, I hope Tony Hale gets more starring roles based on this performance. I mean, he's always kind of the other guy. He's, and, never, he's yep. never the main guy. Um, Paul Walter Hauser shines again, as he always <laughs> Dude, does, as, as so Sid's good. eventual lawyer. Oh, my God. Um, lot, lots of laugh-out-loud moments. I was uh, relieved by the ending, as they didn't take the easy feel-good ending. They did. It was the light feel-good ending. Yeah, they did, however, wrap this up a little quickly. While I was glad they didn't go with the ending that writes itself, I still think they could have done better than what they settled on. Uh, genuinely funny moments, but ultimately this was a meh. Okay, well, great cast in this quirky comedy, which I am dubbing an introduction to social media for Bryce so that he will completely understand how the world outside his bubble operates. I don't get it. And how not to post publicly to celebrities. Exactly. When he does ever get social media. I'm, I'm never going to have to worry about that. So this is an exercise in futility you're, you're embarking on here. Yeah. So, you know, this is the what most and how's twos 
in the case if Bryce ever, A, gets a walking around phone, or B, a social media account of any kind. I vote Twitter, by the way, as it is the home of best fit for podcasts. And Donald Trump. And Donald Trump. So two great things that go great together. This had the entire room laughing many times throughout this silly, over-the-top underdog story. As it, as it takes a lot of time for me to give an Americadian, as I want to call it, comedy. I don't want to just say it's America anymore. I want to say it's Americadian. Because, you know, we have similar cultures in these, there were, in these comedy there type things. There are also a large number of Canadians in it. There you go. Uh, so that's what I'm going to start saying now, Americadians oh, good. films. Uh, some big props, as comedy for me is not my favorite genre. This is a traditional formatted comedy with the, that underdog expectedly winning in life. Or the game. Or the girl. Or the sandwich. Or fill in the blank. Whatever that underdog wants. Some people do want the sandwich. I don't I, I don't know. Was this funny? Yes. It was at times very funny. It was also formula, which is also something that I'm not a bit super big fan of. This did a great job within its power to make a really good comedy. For me, this was a cute little underdog meh. Favorite lines? There's a staple in a man's hand for a friend. Yeah, it was good. Or my pits just sweat when I'm nervous. Who's don't? It's Jimmy. No. <laughs> Love Jimmy. Actually, he didn't say it's Jimmy. This is Murray's genre. Absolutely. If of all genres, when I think of Murray, I think of American comedies. So let's see what Murray has to say. I think people wanting comedies don't want to hear what Bryce and I have to say about it. They That's just want to hear what the merman brings. Because you, you guys are old and bitter. And That's you well, dark, twisted souls. Bryce is a little younger than you, yeah, so, but, but he's, he's just bitter. Just That's right. He's just still plain bitter. bitter. And he's got no well, soul. No big surprise. This is a huge mondo for me. Oh, yeah. I had a, it had a hilarious B-list star-studded cast. I say B-list because there weren't too many A-list celebrities in this, but... Uh, yeah, well, apparently, they wanted Elizabeth Banks to appear like an A-list. But. They probably did. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tony Hale, Sarah Chalk, Zach Braff, I believe we're both in Scrubs. Uh, Alicia Cuthbert and Elizabeth Banks, uh, sort of. <laughs> yeah. And a couple of people that I didn't know, which you guys obviously did, who were very funny. My favorite character was obviously the lawyer. Yeah, man, you got to watch more of his stuff. I identify with him completely. He was uh, he was awesome. Like the fact that he had to help his own lawyer pass the bar <laughs> in order to defend him. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, yeah, I thought it was awesome. It's uh, just a fun movie, and if you're not looking for anything too serious, this is the movie for you. So you're saying it's Super Mondo. Super Eat Your Wheaties Mondo. Nice. Wheaties are healthy, too. They give you energy. All right. So next movie we're going to talk about wasn't quite as funny. <laughs> no, it was not. Uh, come True. Uh, yeah, there is a... <laughs> Well, no, there's there's an eerie rhythm to this movie. A fairly typical setup of a troubled teen that gets involved with something that seems innocent enough, but turns out to be sinister. Super sinister. Uh, Good combination of spooky atmosphere and unsettling moments. Director, writer, cinematographer, and editor Anthony Scott Burns creates a world where conscious or unconscious, you are constantly on edge. 
as in either state, you do not feel safe. Mm -mm. Uh, this movie played out as if I was in a constant dream state, or more accurately, nightmare state. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like this movie, and I'm looking forward to more from Anthony Scott Burns. Overall, the movie was meh. Hmm. But I'm looking forward to more. I'm I I'm definitely looking forward to and more. And apparently he does everything. He does. Yeah. Like, he could have just probably acted in it, too. I'm, I don't doubt that. Yeah, he probably should have. Maybe written the music. Come true. Edmonton Horror? The capital of Alberta? Never yeah. thought I'd ever say that. Mm. But apparently, us Calgarians have known Edmonton is a scary place to be for years. Oh, man. Well, at least their hockey and football teams are. Oh, snap. Driving their roads are. They got like potholes. Like you yeah, believe. we thought we had potholes. Pot, potholes. I loved this nice, slow pace of what appears to be a paranormal dream horror flick. Some great framing shots. Every time he put a perfect frame shot up, I almost got a little bit of uh, orgasmatronian. Just making up words left and right today, Jim. Well, that's what I felt. I really felt that caused me to have orgasmatronian actions within this film. There was some amazing frame shots in this. Director Anthony Scott Burns pulls it off. The use of contrast and colors works well in this dark and dreary horror suspense film. Sound effects, sound in general, I really liked a yeah. lot. I loved, I loved. And I want to make a very clear distinction between the sound music and the songs because I did not like the songs, but I loved I loved the I don't want to say Carpenter esque uh, music like sort of music that was happening, but it was really well done. I thought it was really well done. So the the writers who did that, um, I really did like it. I found the songs though. I'm a big song guy, you know, being a musician, you too, that I wanted to see a little bit more variety. But it was great. Uh, I loved that part of it. Cool. Uh, original creepy idea came from this film. I had a real nice slow build that should be celebrated. Learned that legs, not arms, are the real creepy attack creature. Oh, that was cool. It was super cool. I forgot about that until you said it. That, yep. was, that was awesome. It's worth watching. Just oh, for just, the, for, the, just, for, the just for the legs. Monster. You can always grab a hand and throw it away. But legs, now that is creepy. Yes. Feet are gross, and we should be scared of them at all times. Nice play, Anthony. I always cover my feet. Or Tony as I would like to call him. I feel I know him a little better now and almost feel like I want to befriend him on some sort of social media, similar to what happened in Eat Wheaties. I might just start sending him messages. Maybe it'd be a little creepy friend relationship there. Yeah, I was engaged. Creepy. Yeah. <laughs> just post on his Facebook. Page. Yeah, I'll see if, see if he gets a restraining order against me. I was engaged in this film all the way along and felt that Julia Sarah Stone was brilliant. And I say brilliant as Sarah. She carried this film so very well. She's good. Through the ending, I was not sure I liked at the time. I wasn't sure if I loved the surprise. But as it sort of soaked into me, I'm kind of glad the surprise happened. Yeah. And I thought I did a good job taking us on this interesting and unique journey. Initially was going to give this a meh, but 
I gotta give it extra props for its originality and creativeness that this film brings, giving it a creepy, sleepy, Harry Potter, sex scene, leggy nightmare, light mondo. Nice. Mer? Uh, well, first, the good. Uh, yeah, it had great cinematography, very dynamic shots. It was very well put together. Uh, had a decent story. I, Other than the dream sequences, I can relatively follow. Those were the best part. Yeah, but they were just weird. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the lead actress, a uh, great performance. She went through a lot of different emotions and uh, yeah, that, that was a good stuff. And it just, it was just too weird for me. And it just, I didn't know what was going on half the time. Cause I was like, what, what are they doing? What are they actually doing? Like, what is the purpose of this study? It's like, are they putting demons inside her head? Like, I don't know. I just didn't. I mean, at one point, she actually sprouts vampire fangs, which, which made me hopeful that she was actually a vampire, but I don't think that was true. Potentially, maybe she was. Might have been. In her dreams. Yeah, it was just a man for me. All right. All right. Tim Maz and Amondo. All right. We're going to switch gears again. I just want to say, Tony. Yes. My buddy, Tony. Yes. Keep making films. Yeah. We'll keep watching them. We will. All right, from there, we go to The Woman Who Ran. <laughs> it's the story of a woman who meets up with... Who does some, not run. She, she does not run. There is no running. A story of a woman who meets up with friends that she has lost touch with as her husband's on a business trip. Um, Quote, unquote. Yeah. Um, after about five minutes, I was pretty sure I would be raging about this one. And then by the 15-minute mark, I knew I couldn't possibly be raging about this film. Uh, we, li- we listen in on uh, Gam He's conversations as she reconnects with people from her past. The camera work became hypnotizing as it zoomed slowly in for a close-up <laughs> and then backed out. Then it would zoom in on the other person and then back out. <laughs> um, kind of like someone just learned how to use their... <laughs> I tell you. They're playing with their brand new camera. Maybe. I, I felt myself, you know, antici- anticipating like the and uh, the, the, the subtle camera movements. They were it was fantastic. At one point, I was hoping so badly that they would zoom in on the bowl of apples, and then when they did, I couldn't believe how happy that made me. <laughs> yeah. If that film can do that with one zoom, <laughs> man, this is this this filmmaker. Uh, he had his own orgasmatronic It was so good. Moment. Was it an orgiastic celebration of pleasure when that apple happened? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this movie also had one of my favorite scenes of the festival as one of Gamhee's uh, friends talks to a neighbor about uh, the stray cats that she's been feeding. This scene alone would have been worth the price of admission. Um, just laughed so hard. It was so, so good. Um, I'm laughing now just thinking <laughs> just about thinking it. Just thinking about it. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Not enough to make it a mondo, but but it was a pleasant, enjoyable man. I kind of want to see what he does next. Yeah. Uh, the woman who ran. All right. You know the rules. Korean film. It's going to start at 11. Yeah. No doubt. And normally, it takes a lot more to move the needle lower. Ten minutes in, I'm debating a rage. <laughs> You and me both, Mister. It was kind of like I think I looked over at you in the theater and went, "What the fuck are we watching? I don't, I don't know what's happening." I felt like Murray watching the move, some of the movies we watched, and he's like, "I don't know what's <laughs> happening here." And he's, I'm just like, "What?" Uh, I thought 
It was a bit of sloppy directing at this point, an unfocused style, and the dialogue that seemed to crawl to a boring, annoying shot, 3D house of stewardesses with the in and the out and the in and the out. And then? And then, like the tide that flows into the port of Busan, the comedic targeted zoom shots coupled with the dialogue bringing so much dry humor floated slowly, very slowly into my consciousness. The peak of that happened in what I'm fondly calling the cat lady's children scene, where I could not stop laughing at the dry condescending discussion with her new neighbor who That's tried so to good. convince her people are more important than her children and having them be fed. The main actress in this woman who ran, Min Yi Kim, did an amazing job in the dialogue heavy journey back through her past and she finds peace as most of us film fans would in the cinema watching what appears to be a nice calming sunset beach ending gets a quietly funny quietly moving apple peeling with zoom focused high man glad i saw this in theaters so glad so glad it was only playing in theaters i was like oh we got to go to it it's you it's know what so glad we did when you can have a moment in in films like this where you're kind of like you're rooting for those Apple Zooms. Like, oh. I never thought I would ever say that in any movie, right? Like, you're sitting there, you're going like, like, okay, I was kind of like, I was thinking, what is she going to Zoom on here? And I'm like, oh, it's got to be the Apples. And it's just like, I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm listening to what they're saying, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait for this Apple. It's just like, uh, this one shot, and it and it just paid off in spades. It did. It, what what started out, like, seeming like, like an amateurish kind yeah. of, you know, camera work. Yes. By the end, you're like, this is just pure freaking genius. I know. The, <laughs> the, the camera was like another character. It was, it was another. <laughs> it was. I was literally. The, the, I don't even know how to describe it to people. Like, if you're watching a movie that you think is a home movie, which it kind of felt for a lot of this, and and you're as you're watching it, I'm sure people who started watching this at 10 minutes in felt, felt the same way as us. It was just like, really, we're watching this guy's home movies and. <laughs> And then when you, it's like you start slowly get sucked into to thinking like everything this guy is doing is intentional, everything, yeah, absolutely. And, and the the humor, like I think, well, there was a couple scenes where the entire audience, except for the person sitting in front of me, was laughing. Yes, but there was points in there where I'm sure that that what I was laughing at, and as well you yep. quietly to yourself. The, that we were laughing at, but nobody else was getting the humor. I was just like, what's wrong with you people? Once we got to about the 12, 15 minute mark, I was either smiling or giggling yeah. the rest of the way through. Yeah. I The smile didn't leave my face from then on in. Yeah. It was so good. <sighs> but it's still just it's a It's still man. just a man. I wanted to give it a mondo. Yeah, so I'm waiting for part two. Yes. That's This may be the only sequel that I'm most looking forward to. <laughs> The woman who ran part two. <laughs> All right. Percy, Percy. We finished with what I thought was going to be my favorite film of the festival. Yeah, and then we watched it. Uh, <laughs> Percy, I, as you mentioned, I mean, I really wanted to like this. Uh, it's based on actual events. Great story. Historic outcome. But not a great movie. Uh, the scene where all the farmers in the area meet up... Uh, 
where none of them supported Percy seemed a little off to me. I don't understand how all the uh, farmers were in the corner of Monsanto. Uh, when they hadn't even bought their product yeah, yet, because it was kind of like Monsanto yeah, was selling it to yeah, them at it that point. Yeah, didn't, it just didn't ring true at all. Um, just didn't feel right. Um, I also didn't buy Christina Ricci's character, Rebecca. Yeah, I didn't find her acting strong. Yeah, her acting. Plus, there's a scene towards the end that involved her that would not have taken place it in, in this or any other alternate universe. It, it just would have. Absolutely, yeah. She's going to cr- travel across the country to make... North this. Dakota to Mansaskawan isn't that far. <sighs> like, maybe a, a five-hour hour drive? Five, six maybe five-hour drive, yeah, buddy. Yeah, it's not going to happen. And it's she, she probably took the bus. Six, yeah, that's oh. possible. Yeah, she probably took In the bus. In 2000, you could still take the bus. Yeah. Anyways, the music throughout yeah, this right. was not good, and it took away from some of the scenes. Uh, as I mentioned, this this was a good story and an important one to tell. Unfortunately, this was not a good movie. Not quite a rage, but a low, low, low man. Is that the lowest note that you can hit, by the way? I'm just kind of curious. Can low. you go lower? Low. Mer, what's your low? Let's have it. <laughs> Come on, just give us Mari, come on. Feel the pressure. Is it my turn now? No, well, you can. You want to go next? Go. Uh, yeah, I feel the need to defend this movie, even though I had nothing to do with it. But even though you have the exact same rating. <laughs> no, I had nothing to do with it. Not pretty sure. You, didn't you give it a rage? No, you gave it a man. I gave it a low. You gave it a low. Low. I'm surprised about that. Low. Uh, well, yeah, there was a uh, there was a lot of walking in this movie, though, but not the kind that Bryce likes. Uh, and I wanted to like it, uh, even though I didn't know anything about it um, until you guys mentioned it to me in the last podcast. Monsanto like, was a swear word in my mind. Yes, yeah, I didn't. Even oh my know. god! I grew up in Saskatchewan. I don't even know what that company is. Yeah, but you weren't a farmer. So my grandfather was. Yeah, but he did you a, actually go help him buy pool. seed? Well, no, but so I then you pr- tried as a kid, to, you wouldn't know. Tried to follow as he tried to explain farming to me. I just never saw the <laughs> point of it because every farmer I ever knew had basically they bought crop insurance and they had handouts from the government because their crops failed every yeah. year. Yeah, every year. I mean, growing up, every year their crops failed. I'm like, how can you be a farmer when you can't make any money off of it? But that's beside the point. There's a whole um, other discussion we can have about that. Yeah. No, I, I liked uh, most of the cast in this. I thought it was interesting casting and just getting Christopher Walken to actually play a Saskatchewan farmer. Was, it's like your dream come true. It's like, yeah, and he reminded me so much of, of some of my uncles. Like, uh-huh. just, In a good way? Yeah, like just watching him is like, that's my family right uncle there. Uncle Christopher Frankie. Walken nailed it. Yeah. Well, my Uncle Andy was a farmer, so he reminded me a lot of him. But Let's call him Andy from now on. Sure. Uh, but yeah, like, like the, the story I, I was intrigued by cause I hadn't heard about it growing up while I was here when it all happened too. So, um, but, but yeah, like it, there weren't a lot of strong performances other than Christopher Watkins, which I enjoyed. Uh, Christina Ricci, who I do like quite a bit, does seem like a throwaway character. Uh, and the biggest thing, which almost... Got into a rage. What me, was the fact that this movie about a Saskatchewan farmer was shot in Manitoba? That's I terrible. almost raged just on that alone. That's the worst. How dare as Saskatchewan any, sell as them out? Any like that. Saskatchewanian will tell you Manitoba is not a substitute for the beautiful land of living skies. 
It's friendly Manitoba. Yeah. Not it's Jimmy. <laughs> I don't think so. But uh yeah, I, I don't give it as low a meh as Bryce does. I give it a low meh. I enjoy parts of it and Is it a high meh? No. I don't I don't go high either. But yeah, I wanted to make this a mondo, but it just yeah, you couldn't because it didn't deserve it. No. And the shooting locations really made me angry. There you go. There you go. Almost to a rage. Should have maybe almost been a rage. Percy, or as I like to say, Little India Maniskatchewan biopic of the greatest battle against one of the evilest companies on the planet. All those people listening right now, just do me a favor. Take a quick minute. Pull out your walking around device, your laptop your tablet, whatever you use to search the internet, and type in the word Monsanto, comma, evil. Or just search the most evil or unethical company, and you will find Monsanto pretty much on the top of everybody's list. So the reason this film made my top five picks before the festival started was because of the cast, A, and that the film was going to be doing something against my most hated Monsanto. Hmm. I did not love this film, portrayed how it portrayed Percy. I don't know if I can pronounce this right. Schmeiser? Sure, sure. Yes, nailed it. And his family. I don't know all the truth of this of this film to to actuality, but most bio, biopics the truth would have to come from the Schmeiser family themselves. But to me, as biopics are often not done well, and I will wait for the documentary on this, which I'm sure will be fantastic, especially if they show those two fabulous people. Mm -hmm. uh, I liked seeing Percy kick Monsanto's dicks, but did not really love this film. Gets a biopic low. Meh. Go Riders. I do have to make mention that in addition to Christopher Walken playing Percy, mm -hmm. I also think Roberta Maxwell, who played Louise Schmeiser, did an amazing job. She was great. She was brilliant. In fact, I hope she gets a nod. And this is another one that you could have an argument with that she was either the supporting actress or the or lead actress. She was supporting. Yeah, I would think so too. But I mean, it depends who she's up against. But I would, I would definitely put her as a nod to potentially take that. I mean, there were scenes, the pie scene, yep. the scene where she's in the can with Christina Ricci. Uh, you know what? I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought yeah, her. Yeah, man. Up, she was. She, she. She was really good. And everything I seen her in, like people need to to go see this amazing, amazing, amazing actress. She's great in everything she does. So, for those of you who don't know her. She's a fantastic Canadian actress, and she was born in Toronto in 1941, which is probably pretty close to Schmeiser's age. There you go. I'm guessing. Yeah. So yeah, that was a that was a fun packed day. That was like the, the the film rage slumber party day, as we spent the entire day you together. Thought, you I'm thought yesterday was busy. Wait till you have today. I can't wait for what. Any hint? Can you just tell us one movie we're going to see today? I, I wake up every morning wondering if Bryce is going to tell me what to do. 
And so I just I'm excited to know what one thing we're going to see for sure. We are going to see nothing else happens. We're going to see one movie. Today. We will definitely see Girl, which is one that you're super looking forward to. Mm. And I on yesterday's schedule. And yeah. I, I also guarantee that we're going to see Coded Bias, which is the best international documentary feature. So we got we got to fit that one in. We can fit that after Murray leaves tonight because right. he he won't he won't want to see that one. And you know what? I'm going to say that we're going to see at least three. We're also going to see events transpiring before, during, and after a high school basketball game. Oh, Brenda's film. Brenda's yeah, film. So okay, it's 75 minutes. We can definitely squeeze it in. We can it squeeze in it in. Yeah. If nothing else, between toilet breaks, every time we go into the bathroom, we each watch five minutes of it. Yeah. There you go. And we'll be watching other stuff, too. It'll be another jam-packed. We'll see what we can cram into one day. Yeah, speaking of bathroom breaks, we got to see what we get to cram in. Okay, thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to our extended Film Rage family of Leonard Conlon for his artistic vision and photography. Leonard Conlon Photography. Listen to us tomorrow as we're going to be talking about these three fabulous films. Just giving you a little seed, planting it like Percy Schmeiser, so that you'll know what we'll be talking about tomorrow. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Ramble, and Spotify. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and check out our website at filmrageyyc.com. Just comment. Make us rage, and we will have joy, 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 joy down in our hearts. Where? Down in our hearts. Down in our hearts. That's right. So, listen to us tomorrow. Also, all the horror 18. Go to Instagram and Twitter. That's it for today. Rage on. Rage Rage on. on.